Blog Talk Radio.
captures people uh people's attention and people's emotions oftentimes it's 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 a very true character you know it's somebody that we are deep down and somebody that we're we're trying to manifest in reality and i think my father finally finally manifested that he finally was able to convey the thoughts and emotions that he had deep down inside now i'm not going to sit here you know i, I was four years old when he passed so I'm not going to sit here and say he was a loose cannon uh, inside and outside of wrestling, but I think uh, it's just a, you know there's some truth to there's some truth to everything that we see um, on TV, especially back then when things were a lot less scripted and a lot more uh, from the heart. Yeah, that's very very true. Now you said that you were four years old when Brian Pillman passed away. Um, do you have any fond memories of uh, wrestling friends of Brian Pillman just being in support of your family when you passed the 97? Yeah, so uh, something that was really cool were the memorial shows they had uh, that yeah, Vince allowed the boys to uh, put on these, these very, very cool shows. A lot of big-name guys, uh, guys like Regal, guys like Flair, uh, Benoit, Jericho. The Hardy Boys, and it, it, it's funny because it was it was a great kind of uh, it was a great show for like developmental ta- developmental talent at the time as well. So you know you see you'd see Brock La- Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley would be on these shows, mm-hmm. and uh, you know just in two thousand in two thousand one these guys were just breaking in. You know what I mean? They were just uh, learning the business and. Uh, but it's it's really cool that you know the HWA and, and OVW and those developmental territories at the time were able to take part in this and and really uh, draw attention uh, to the fact that of my father's passing and and raise some money for us kids. So it was uh, it was a really cool time in wrestling, and I think we're we're starting to see a lot of cool stuff today and a lot of different crossover promotions and stuff, and it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, you know, you were young, like you said, when when uh, your father passed. What exactly uh, caused you to endeavor in the pro wrestling scene? Now, you know, at four years old, uh, there's, I mean, there's you can remember a lot, uh, especially traumatic stuff, but there's not too much that you can uh, remember, you know, 20 years later or 15 years later. What What exactly caused you to kind of follow your father's footsteps and, and become a professional wrestler. Yeah, so I yeah, grew, grew up, I, uh, I always knew I had a legacy. I always knew I had a name that was that was worth mentioning in the wrestling world. And, and just the fact that my father gave me the name Brian as well just really hit home with me. And I, and I started to realize as I got older that, um, this is a huge, you know, it was a huge opportunity to, uh, to be able to pursue pro wrestling, you know, back then that was, that was kind of your, your way in. It was, you know, you, you had to be in with the right people or you had to be, you know, a family member or somebody. So back then it was almost like that's how you got into the business. In today's reality, you know, it's a lot easier to break in. It's a lot easier to get going with social media and, uh, just getting your name out there. So, I thought now's a better time than ever to just take a take a shot and just and just try to play my cards, you know, the right way and just and just really be smart about it and, and you know, not try to rush anything. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not sending texts 
over to the WWE for, you know, a free tryout and all this. Like, I'm working my way up to the Indies. I really, really, really want to make a name for myself, you know, while also honoring my father. So it was just a long time coming, uh, you know, growing up with that name. It was always in the back of my head. People were always telling me, reaching out to me on Facebook and stuff, trying to get me interested in the business. And, and finally, after I... After I got my degree and settled down and really kind of gave average life a shot. I decided, well, it's, you know, it's time to, time to turn it up a notch. Time mm-hmm. to see what my body, what kind of punishment my body could take. And, and right now it's just going through this injury and, and sustaining through that is it, it's a true test, a true test of my toughness and of my athleticism. And I love it every day. Awesome. Uh, what type of characteristics have you, uh, kind of uh, emulated and, and mirrored from your father. Now he started off as the the high flyer, light heavyweight, and that uh, transitioned into uh, one of the most menacing, you know, characters that uh, pro wrestling had at the time. Uh, two totally opposite ends of the spectrum: uh, white meat baby face, high flyer, to the uh, very menacing loose cannon heel. Uh, where do you find yourself in that spectrum uh, as as a character uh, in your current wrestling endeavors? Well, I think right now it's uh, it's 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 been a safe it's been a safe bet to go the babyface route and to uh, you know rock the zebra trunks and, and the mullet and just have a lot of fun, go out there, a lot of energy. Now, I'm not going to say I'm the same exact wrestling style or I'm the you know the next big high flyer because. To be honest, being being the best high flyer in today's world is is a much different uh, task than it was uh, twenty years ago, you know, thirty years ago, right? So, um, and, and you know, I'm sure my dad saw saw that as as the business develops well, and and he struggled with his injuries and his inability to keep up with that style as well. So, um, I'm not going to try and go in and and be the best flyer there absolutely ever was. Um, but I do I, I do utilize a mixture of, of flying techniques. Uh, I try to be very versatile. I try, you know, someone of my size is expected to know a lot. Is expected to be able to do and, and handle all sorts of uh, an array of moves and styles. So that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming for you know a very jack of all trades. You know, babyface style. You know, somebody that can get up there and springboard. But at the same time, somebody that can, you know, really hold their ground and slug it out with the best of them. So right now I've been taking uh, some some boxing and some kickboxing uh, classes to uh, improve my striking. Uh, That's something I'm I'm very, very serious about is is, is having excellent striking. But uh, as I evolve, I think, you know, we'll start to see some similarities in my style, you know, how my father went to be. A loose cannon. I don't. I, you know, my styles might is could be very different. It could be very similar. You know, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to emulate him. I'm just gonna be myself and and whatever share whatever similarities there might be, purely natural. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Any WWE goals you have? Yeah. So I, you know, I talked about this on on the podcast with Steve, and I I think. A good plan to have is, you know, a good four-year plan. You know, you, you give something, you give something your all for four years. You you really uh, nail everything in. You try to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. And then I say, 
And for, and for four years, I think it would be a good time to, to go and uh, set up a trial with them and really just try to knock it out of the park. You know what I mean? I don't want to go there prematurely, uh, you know, a couple months from now and just get looked at and be told, okay, not right now. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Something I want to make sure my numbers are up. You know what I mean? They oh yeah. Appreciate they always appreciate the the high social media numbers. They always mm-hmm. appreciate people that willing to travel and do all the drives on their own and just really like almost just train themselves and, and get better on their own. Because if I'm just at the performance center, you know, soaking up a paycheck, they got to pay me to get better and all that. Um, it's almost more efficient for them for me to. to because I have a name, I'm able to travel and learn mm-hmm. uh, all over the world. So uh, why not save the WWE some some coin on that, and uh, I can I can travel and have all the fun and freedom that I want. And then you know, in a few years' time, when it's time to buckle this thing down and really really drive it home, you know, I'll uh, I'll meet up with them and see if we can't see if we can't do that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Just to earn it, just to kind of earning your stripes on the independent scenes. I think that's usually the way to go when it comes to getting recruited with the WWE. You know, before it was knowing the right person or, or like you said, having that last name or our same name as, yeah. as someone. Yeah, now, yeah. now the indies are great. Yeah, yeah. The indies are awesome now. Yep, absolutely. That's The indies are, a lot of times, are the, you know, the the, 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 stop, the, the kind of uh, the, the point of interest when it comes to, a lot of uh, WWE, especially with Triple H just expanding NXT and things like that, and you know that's, yeah. that's a really and then NXT will you know eventually bridges you to the main you know to the main roster. Absolutely. And, you know it's just a process, yep. a long process. It's not as easy as everybody's expecting at all. Why don't you just join the WWE? I'm like, well, you know, as as many as people as I know there, it's still you know they're all still working for their spot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. Even uh, even yeah. some people who's been you know in the company for ten twelve years are still trying to you know make it up to the yeah uh, it's like when you know when I was a baby when I was a baby Triple H was changing my diapers you know trying yeah. to trying to get his spot you know yeah. what I mean like yep. <laughs> yep. absolutely it's funny because um, recently uh, you had a there was a conversation on Twitter um, with Lance Storm. And he was talking about Kurt Hawkins, and he, uh, you know, now he's, I think he's like 204 or 205 and one, something like that, something just outlandish. Yeah. And you know, he was talking about how the win, like that, that win that breaks the streak, should be against a big name. And you suggested Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. Uh, what, yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your reasoning behind Kurt Hawking, Kurt Hawkins, Hawkins, uh, being, uh, Streak being broken by him defeating Brock Lesnar. Now, I'm sure that that would be just amazing. Like <laughs> that would make all types of media yeah. publicity. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Why do you think I mean, Brock Lesnar should be the was, first? Uh, it was on the end of you know it was on the extreme end of, of replies that I've yeah. come up with. But I think I think Kurt Hawkins is somebody that's that's really busted his ass you know his whole life to be where he's at and. And uh, not to say that Brock hasn't or anything, but I think that his streak has had such a long build up. You know what I mean? No one's ever had anything like that. It's a very unique story. 
um, in wrestling and that uh, could really be told and, and the, just the amount, the, the amount of pops and the amount of uh, payoff that that could have. I was thinking, what's the most extreme answer to this question? You know what I mean? What's, what's going to have the ultimate uh, payoff? And, and I think, uh, I think it would be really cool. You know, maybe not have them uh, pin Brock clean, but, you know, have some type of story where, where Brock, uh, you know, mistakes himself and, uh, and, and Curtis gets the one up on him. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think I think it'd be really neat, and, and that could be a great chance for for Kurt to uh, have you know have a chance at the title and stuff. So yeah, it reminds me of uh, when Bobby Lashley helped uh, Santino beat Umaga uh, to win the Intercontinental title. You know, Umaga, uh, Santino got picked from the crowd. You know, and he you know, he was definitely nowhere near yeah. the size of Umaga, but Lashley, you know, came in and, and helped uh, Santino pull the pull off the victory. So. That would be interesting, though. That would be interesting. I like it. Like yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I, would, I would love it if yeah, I would love it if Brock lost his belt to Kurt and just you know <laughs> finally the good guy you know comes out on top. You know what I mean? I think Kurt Hawkins is great. I've I've, I've kept in touch with him uh, throughout my my short journey into wrestling. Uh, he he helped me get a booking up in uh you know up at his brother's promotion in uh, New York City. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that would be very interesting. Brian, it's, it's been a pleasure. Let the listeners know uh, where to find you on social media and any upcoming dates you have. Yeah, so uh, this weekend I'll be at, I'll be in Fremont, Ohio, um, for live pro wrestling, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at flyingbrian41 and Twitter at flyingbrianjr. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much for uh, billing your time. It's been great talking to you. Have a great night. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. On mine. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear we taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix Prizzle pinning them. To the man, I'm that one nation with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama, we jamming. That's beautiful, Bobby Eaton, me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep, you are what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is just back, we repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking, yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust, pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness, some people must shook that. Stamping out this crook rap, he turning the power. 
power on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb, tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through, diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too, it's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal, we playing them war games, our army go move too, you crew, I'm in the Baptist, with a bat in my hand, and stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter, and the grand scheme is that easy, we tag teaming, Donner Brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you to Brian Pillman Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Brian Pillman Jr. Stuff. Great interview. Uh, is it? Big shout out and big thank you uh, to the the legendary, the le- the son of the legendary loose cannon himself, Brian Pillman Jr. He's got a lot of uh, dates coming up soon, uh, so be sure to follow him on Twitter at flying Brian flying flying Brian Jr. <laughs> so yeah, flying Brian Jr. Uh, that is Brian Pillman's uh, Twitter, I believe. Uh, let me let me verify that. It is Flying Brian Jr. Yes, F L Y I N B R I A N J R. Now this is Twitter. Follow Brian Pillman Jr. on Twitter. Thank you so much for availing yourself tonight to be on the show. Uh, for those who are uh, alive right now, uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, what's going on, Ernie? Um, our chat room on Wrestling Inc. is loading up. We're going to have some fun tonight. We've got a lot of trivia, so prepare yourself. Get your thinking caps on. What's going on, Mo? Uh, we've got a lot of trivia going on. GHP, uh, there, there he is. Krista, hashtag Krista Historian. I, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love my wrestling, man. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, Peter. Hashtag Chris the Historian as well I guess that's a, a running hashtag Going on so I take it I like it it's, and it's cool uh, We're going to have some fun tonight Everybody we got some uh, we got some money In the bank we got some uh, Like I said we got a bunch of trivia of course Raw and Smackdown Some big cast Stuff going on I had some thoughts On big cast uh, being released From uh, from the WWE Thoughts on that Enzo uh was in an interview recently and uh, spoke uh, against uh, Cass about uh, uh, thoughts on uh, th- thoughts on the reason why they don't talk anymore. And uh, so he he didn't like the fact that he stopped the match while he was during his a- uh, when he tore his ACL. And I've I've talked about that in the wrestling podcast. Uh, and it just it's crazy to me that uh, <laughs> if you. You you have beef with someone who just literally can't wrestle anymore. He can't get back in the ring, and for some reason that causes uh, beef. So quite odd. Uh, I've I've talked to some people and um, they just think it was, they just think it's really crazy. So um, they just think it's crazy for someone to get upset about uh, uh, not being able to. But we got some big cast to talk about because obviously he's not innocent as well. The, he. He was very innocent going into this weekend, um, but he's not as innocent <laughs> as we thought he was uh, based on the fact that he is fire. 
from WWE. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, let's get right into it. We're going to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, the co-host with the most, Evan Tech Pro from Under Matt Radio. How are you tonight, sir? Doing good, brother. Sorry, fans. I'm currently at the store, but uh, I'll be leaving on short, leaving on my way home, but I'm doing well. Sorry for Big Cash being featured in David, but uh, so still burns. Ernie says, nice Vince impression. Thank you very much. Um, I want to say that again. Big Cash, your All right. I wish him the best. Uh, and my Johnny Laurinaitis uh, voice. I wish you the best of NFT endeavors. People power. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it with the trivia. Uh, what team was known as Power and Glory? This is an easy one, ladies and gentlemen. This is an easy one. This is a good uh, introductory question. What team was known as Power and Glory? Very, very easy one there. Uh, how do you spell that? Fire. Uh, it's that's how you spell fire. Fire. Uh, uh, good job, Peter. Hercules and Paul Roma. Hercules and Paul Roma. I was a big Hercules mark when I was a kid. I, for some reason, there was something about Hercules that I liked so much uh, as a kid. I was a huge mark, and I remember being 10, 12, 10, 11 uh, years old, and I didn't want the best toys. I mean, the, my, I, I was blessed to have that as a kid, to have the, to have the really cool toys, a bunch of wrestling figures, but what I wanted more than anything as a 10 or 11-year-old kid was I wanted to change. And I wanted a chain to go outside to swing around like Hercules. That's a, a true story. True story. Ten, eleven years old, I wanted a chain to swing around in the backyard like Hercules because I was such a Hercules mark that uh, a chain was the best toy I could have. And uh, I got my chain, and I marked out when I got my chain, and I swung that chain around the back. Uh, in my backyard. And it's funny because I have no idea how I got a chain at 10, 11 years old, but uh, <laughs> but, I, but I got the chain. I got the chain, and I swung the chain back in the backyard, and I, and I uh, thought about Hercules' music. And I loved Hercules' music, too. I love Hercules music. I love Hercules chain. And especially when he turned babyface. You know, I was the uh, quintessential kid. I, I couldn't stand the heels. Loved the baby faces. There's a few heels that I thought were cool, but loved all the baby faces. Well, some, most of the baby faces. There were some I didn't like. But I know for me, when, Hercules, when, when, when Hercules turned babyface, I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And then uh, I was devastated when Power and Glory came around when he killed Paul Roma. Um, they didn't. They didn't do very well. Uh, Ernie says they evil. had some good heels back then. I agree. <clears throat> I was evil as a kid. I didn't want to use the chain. I actually tried to spray people in the face with perfume, like ripping them out of myself. 
<laughs> Attigans. <laughs> <laughs> to spray, spray people with the Attigans perfume. Um, uh, Ernie said he wanted Coco be with <laughs> You still there? Still there? He was never ripped per se, but uh, man, he's um, you know he's had a he's had a gut. And in Japan, he had a gut. Um, it wasn't terrible, but uh, but he had, he had a gut when he was in Japan. But in in ROH, but uh, man, he is in phenomenal shape now. Uh, Abskis, yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, Anderson is the star. Um, uh, Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, breaking top. Yeah, I'm just going to pick up big cast. It's going to see uh, us being an impact for sure. I, I don't, I don't think he, you know, I don't think him and I don't think wrestling is um, be, behind him, and I don't think uh, he's going to have an issue with with finding dates for sure. Um. Yes, Vince having the meeting today and firing him that, in Toledo. Yeah, that's 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 the the, the news that's being uh, reported now. But I just got a pretty in depth uh, message on um, on why he was potentially gone. Yeah, getting too comfortable and forgetting his character is fake. Yeah. Uh, combined with people who forgot that their gimmick is fake, getting offended. And there, I, there's a lot more, but that, that, that's the yeah, I, what I just received. So. I got worried. He really wasn't uh, liked. If I'm going to detail, he was it was a lot of stir. I've seen a lot of heat backstage. A lot of people wasn't really keen to him as a person, um, especially mm-hmm. doing catering. You know, like you were saying things I'm not going to mention on air, but there's a lot of stuff that was going on behind the scenes we didn't know about to now. Yeah. Well, he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. So, you know, don't mess with big cast and catering because, you know, you can't, you know, a seven, he's seven feet tall, he's hungry. You know, he's he's hungry. So he's he's like Ryback. He's he's in the he's in the catering section saying, feed me more. So 
don't own the rights to that, by the way. If Ryback listens and watches the show, he owns that. So I don't want to be in any type of hot water, hot trouble. Uh, yeah. So no, I don't own Feed Me More. That's 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 not me. It's it's a catchphrase. I don't think it's I don't think he owns it at all. But you know, he doesn't. You never. He doesn't own it. Uh, he says the big guy is listening. Very interesting. A few weeks ago, um, on the uh, conversations with the big guy podcast, uh, pancakes and power slams was actually mentioned. True story. He mentioned in this. He mentioned this podcast on his podcast. So, uh, so maybe listening. So uh, obviously he was <laughs> if uh, this was uh, if this was mentioned on his podcast. So, but yeah. Next question. Next question. Who did the Natural Disasters defeat to win the WWE World Tag Team titles? Who did the Natural Disasters defeat to win the WWE Tag Team titles? Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see any issues. I, I don't see any Mega. problems with Big Cass. Um, it's not going to be an. It's not going to be an issue. Nah. Where does he go? I mean, I can definitely see. Uh, I can definitely see him uh, in Impact Wrestling. Um, sure. Where I don't I don't know think, what like how how he how he's inserted in in Impact. I don't know. I'd imagine like uh, probably you know what because right now Jimmy Jacobs was uh, managing Congo Kong, and I think if Jimmy Jacobs had like a big monster stable, I think that would be cool. That'd be a good way to insert him. Uh, teaming up with Congo Kong okay. and being uh, being um, managed by uh, Jimmy Jacobs, I think that'd be cool. You can you can just do the TNA Impact Classic. You just show up for no apparent reason on Impact or whatever they call the show, and they cross the line anthem, and just have enough no reason to be there, and they show up standing there with the microphone, and then they'll just find find a way to use them. Then you know Impact like seven people debut that way. They just show up, new theme music, ring. yeah, cross yeah. the line. <laughs> this be like a five minute segment, but, but you know, and all saying this, I someone mentioned this on my show. We always talk about the Illuminati and stuff. It's funny how this date last year it was revealed that Enzo the Mystery Attacker was cast. This date this year, the exact day a year later, cast was actually released. So, um, yeah, it might, you know, it might do him better. Thank God she got rid of that horrible theme song. We talked about that. His first theme was horrible. Not the best one. <laughs> it, 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 it takes time to mature mic skills. And similar to Cody Rhodes, and we know we've interviewed tons of people right when they left WWE. And the main thing that they told me and you is, you know, when I left WWE, I get to be myself. I had so much freedom. I get to find myself in the ring. I wasn't you know, uh, narrow down or limited to what moves I can do or what I can say. So maybe this could be a good thing for him. Maybe he could find himself, wrestle with RH, wrestle with Impact. I don't see him going into Japan uh, and mm-hmm. work a bunch of indie dates, you know, Leech Underground or what, Evolve or, uh, you know, um, wrestling in California. I'm happy with wrestling. Just to find himself and start a new gimmick. One thing's for sure, we will not see him with Enzo on that next music video. So that's fair to say any union. Okay. I think we are all set everywhere now. I think the audio, yep. 
cool. So the audio's back up. The actual audio version of the podcast is up too. Uh, video chat, let me know that uh, you still see me and hear me live in the living color. Getting funky like a monkey. Give me some uh, affirmation uh, that you still see me and hear me. Um, let me see what you. Okay, cool. Still see me. Do you hear me? Let me know if you hear me as well. Uh, just wondering. Okay, check. Good. Awesome. All right. Uh, okay, so somebody got money ink. Who got money ink? Uh, pay your taxes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So Mo, you got it right. Okay, cool. Awesome. Money Inc. is the correct answer. So whoever got that right, I must have, I must have missed that. Okay, Mo, Mo, good job, Mo. Let's give Mo some props on that because I missed it. All right, here's the next one. What year was the first WWE Tough Enough and who won? What year was the first WWE Tough Enough? And who won? Uh, already. 2001 is the correct answer. Yes. What's the next part of the answer? Um, who quick. won? Maven. Yes. Maven. And Nidia. Yes. Nidia. So uh, Tic Tac Files got the correct answer first. Uh, all of it. So 2001, Maven and Nidia is the correct answer. Daniel Peter did not win 2001. (laughs) He did not. No. No Daniel Peter. Uh, Although he's a very, very nice guy, and uh, I've had him on my show before. (laughs) True story. True story. Um, Very interesting stuff. Uh, I've had Peter on my show, and I've had had over 100 guests on my show. I just had Booker T on my show. And I'm going to have the Bill Goldberg interview on my show uh, coming up soon. Had Brian Pillman Jr. on my show tonight. Jake Roberts, Rikishi, um, DDP, you name it. Bunch of Hall of Famers. And I've had some very, very, very good numbers. I'm so just blessed and, and honored and, and, and just thankful of the numbers that you you guys have and, and just all the love that you show on the pick Hicks and Power Slam show. But this is a true story. Daniel Pewter was the highest. No, no, no. Just hold, just hold on, hold on for a second. Daniel Pewter was the highest-rated Pancakes and Power Sims episode in six years. <laughs> and I just—it still surprises the best out of me. Wow. Uh, might, yeah, Daniel Pewter, out of out of out of anybody. So. He's always going to get that. Uh, he has that reward still. I mean, there's always an opportunity for that to be broken, but Daniel Peter has the most downloads in the history of the show. And, uh, oh. yeah, I, that surprised the heck out of me. <laughs> I mean, well, he, I mean, he, had, he did share a lot about Kurt Angle and his WWE and things like that, but, um, you know, I had I, – I brought, I brought a bunch of people following their releases – from WWE, like Elijah Burke, Brad Maddox, Jack Swagger. Um, there's a lot of other people I brought after, like right after they got released from uh, from WWE. And those those are really high. I mean, weekly, I'm thankful. Weekly, the episodes are, I mean, the downloads are great. Um, but the, some of the biggest ones are the ones who just recently got released from WWE. 
um, and 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 Daniel Pewter for some reason. And Daniel and I still keep in contact. He uh, he sends me emails and things like that. So, um, it is. is it true that Big Cass signed with TNA? Um, no, I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. he signed with TNA. They use it's usually ninety day no compete. So ninety days, yeah, it's ninety days. Uh, you know, yeah, it's the that's if, if he signed with TNA right today, I think that would probably be a breach. So he probably yes. can't. I mean, I'm sure he will sign with TNA, but uh, I'm sure that he won't. Uh, uh, he he can't. I mean, he can, he can do indie stuff, but he can't do anything uh, television wise within ninety days. Uh, what about our wrestling oh, no. partner Matt Morgan on Tough Enough? Yeah, Matt Morgan was also on Tough Enough. Absolutely. Um, I want to say a few things. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, Prince. <laughs> Big Prince is coming. Oh goodness. <laughs> Prince is not oh, playing. No. It's not bragging. Yeah. I know a lot of times you hear Southern Stone saying to me about our guests on the show. It's not really bragging. It's just a way. It all on the work is called yeah. marketing. People seeing that's the guests right. that you've had know what's legit. The guests I've had is legit. Cause anybody can have a podcast. It's easy to start one up. Yeah. Just keeping Very it going true. for four or five, six years. I'm just saying, with you, Prince, it's all good. But uh, he's been there for years. I'm like, you know, it's the highest rated show I had for five months. And listen to this thing, guys Jesse Neal. Jesse Neal. I've had him on the show, too. Yeah, that's that's a. That's a that, very interesting. That was, that was a surprise for yeah. five months. Just said Jim Ross overtook that. Right? Sometimes you just never know. Some names you just like, wow, okay. <laughs> That's true. People are just into it. Yep. Never know. Never know. Never know. I've been wanting to play this clip for quite some time now. And uh, I'm going to do it right now. You want to play 21? I got 22. <laughs> Classic twenty one. You want to play twenty one? I got twenty two. Um, you, you, you know, I've interviewed that guy. You know who? Do from uh, yeah, brother G. Uh, the uh, what? Uh, what's that? What, what? Oh, cast the lucha underground, Alexander. Oh, I like that. I like that's a good idea. Actually, I really like. You don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. Have, have you heard? <laughs> I don't know if you had the honor. Jake actually will throw the snake on you randomly if he likes you. I've had him do that to me twice um, backstage. So uh, just to let you know, Featherstone, i see Jake next time we're together. I'll make sure he throws, uh, not Damien or Lisa, or whatever the snake name is called then. I'll make sure he throws <laughs> it on top of you. He will do that. He'll take... He'll, t- he'll take the snake and put the snake's mouth near your ear so the snake can lick your ear. It's this area. Yeah. Uh, that's what, it's, it's Jake. If he does it, I've had it done to me. He likes you. Interesting trivia fact. Uh, Jake Roberts would actually rent local snakes during his matches and uh, because – he didn't carry snakes with him doing, you know, baggage claims and things like that. So uh, he would actually rent uh, local snakes. All right. Next trivia question. 
who was the original member of the Undertaker? Who was the original manager of the Undertaker when he debuted? Um, someone said I don't know that. Uh, Big Cass is underrated. Um, I don't know about underrated, uh, but uh, yeah, there we go, Jason. Great job. Some people saying DiBiase, no. He was not the manager. He introduced the Undertaker, and this guy came out with him. I love you, brother. Love, I do it for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, brother, love. Um, we actually talked about that. Uh, I interviewed me, Raj, and I interviewed him on a wrestling podcast on a Wednesday last year, or earlier this year, someday. Uh, and we talked about the Undertaker, and he said very interesting stuff. He said that um, the reason why he stopped managing the Undertaker was because he, you know, because he was like Vince's right hand man. That's the reason why something to wrestle with and something else to wrestle with is so huge and, and it's such a, a huge and amazing podcast. Um, but he was talking about how he was told by Vince McMahon. So either you're going to uh, have um, – you're going to be either a an, uh, an agent uh, or either a producer role or you're going to be talent. You're going to be a manager because I need you in the office and uh, the Undertaker travels. So either travel with the Undertaker or stay in the office. So he decided to uh, stay in the office and uh, Paul Bearer, they they looked for a manager uh-huh. and uh, they were scouting and uh, was uh, you know he he applied and he looked the part and uh, voila there you go. GHP has a trivia question for me. You know what? I think we're gonna bring this back. Uh, probably about two or three years ago, I used to have a uh, segment called Stump the Host, and I would have just uh, throughout the. Um, <laughs> who was known as the historian of wrestling, eat pancakes, and power slams? That's a fun trivia question. Um, I would say Chris Featherstone. Uh, is that the answer, GHP? Uh, but yeah, so uh, stumped the host, and so I would have the whole. I would have uh, throughout throughout the show. I would take questions from uh, the live listeners, and uh, this is probably about, probably about three, maybe four years ago, maybe three four years ago. And I would take questions throughout the show from live listeners, and uh, and I would answer them. And so, um, yeah, so I think I might bring that back. So, good stuff. I win. Who was who? Who drove the White Hummer? <laughs> yeah. Who drove the White Hummer? Who raised a briefcase during the match between Steve Austin and the McMahons? Who wrote the briefcase? Who is behind GTV, ladies and gentlemen? Who is behind? Who oh, is behind JTV? That's uh, actually, my man. Who, who, who is who is the greater power, the real one? It was Lee Austin. It was Lee Austin. Oh, son of a. Oh. <laughs> one of the greatest. Uh, hi, uh, uh, oh, good question, Multi uh, Apples. Uh, what is your favorite match of all time? Hmm, very interesting question. Oh, man. My favorite match of all time is. Uh, Sting versus Ric Flair 
Great American Bash 
I know business is business, and and Vince McMahon is the shrewd is the businessman. Um, yeah, but is. it's like let the let the company have uh, their show in MSG. I mean, like they haven't. WWE hasn't had any televised events in MSG in quite some time. They use the Barclays Center because uh, because of the cost. Because it's very it's been very costly. They have live events there, but they don't do the production televised production there because it's very costly. So it's like, you know, ROH just let them have their show there and then negotiate with with MSG afterwards. But WWE's like, hey, yeah. WWE. You know, MSG is known for, for, for WWE, and so, and then uh, Joe Coffey, WWE Insider, and, and he basically pulled the rug under him, and uh, and, and, and unfortunately, uh, MSG is saying that, you know, ROH doesn't have, they're not eligible for dates anymore, so. It's uh, you know, it's some shady stuff, man. You know, uh, someone saying I, I don't blame them. WWE has the money, and the influence. You know, but here's here's the thing, you know, and it's like um, I I get it, I get it, I get the, the the Black Saturday thing again. You know, if people don't if people don't know what Black Saturday, Saturday is, back in '84, I believe it was, uh, Vince purchased. Okay, so big, so. Championship wrestling was real big in '84. They had the the uh, the spot on uh, TBS. So one Saturday night, it was in '84. Uh, Vince McMahon purchased uh, the time slot for TBS <laughs> instead of Georgia Championship Wrestling. The guy introduces Vince McMahon, and he hosts instead of GCW. He 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 airs WWE content on the GCW slot on Saturday night, and uh, wow, you know that was that was two years after owning after taking over uh, WWE. So he was he was about his business, trying to get the trying to expand his territory, and uh, a lot of people didn't like him uh, because of that. So uh, you know. It's unfortunate, you know. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the underdogs, man. Yeah. And I want ROH and, and New Japan to uh, to to thrive because WWE needs competition. The Monday Night Wars is some of uh, WWE's best time because they had competition. So it's yeah, getting that butt right. <laughs> why, I don't why, get I don't get why they did it. I mean, I know it's a territorial yeah. thing and it's a pride thing. MSG and WWE's house, WWE barely runs TVs there. It costs so much money to run TV. But it's like, it's not like WWE's turning for money. You're doing all these shows in Saudi Arabia. They're doing a show in Australia. They're still talking about doing a show overseas in the UK. It's like, come on. What will Ring of Honor really do to hurt you? Let them have, let them have a show at MSG. Oh. It's not going to put a dent in the country. Right. By Just like Jason. Days. Right. right. Um, Jason said, "Dude, you won. You're the top wrestling company in the world. Chill out." Yeah, that pretty much says it right there. So far, uh, yeah, that's that says it right there. So, uh, I want to answer. I'm going to go back to this question that uh, someone asked me. Um, favorite live event or well, first live event? Um, 
I think it was like 90, perhaps, 91. Yeah, I think it was 91 because Piper was IC champ, I believe. Um, and that was in the Columbus Convention Center here in Columbus, Ohio. So, yeah, that was uh, seven, 27 years ago. That was my first. Uh, that was my first event. I believe it was '91 in uh, the convention center. Uh, let's see what we have. Velvet people talking about Velveteen Dream. There was another question I see here. I'm sorry, there's a lot of comments here. Um, okay, here it is. Besides Velveteen Dream, Jerry's asking this: Which wrestler's character has potential to be the next big thing in WWE? Ah, character-wise. Hmm. Character-wise, that's a good question. Character-wise, the most potential. I think he said other than Velveteen Dream, because that would have been my hands down, without yeah. a question, number one. Uh, Dream is absolute money. Um, one of my favorite characters going on right now. Hmm. That's best potential I see now, character-wise. And people are saying, but uh, you know what's so funny? I've never been too big. I've never been very big on it. Uh, EC3. Um, he just he just kind of works. He just looks stiff in the ring when he works. And I mean, he's over. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's over. EC3. EC3 wrestling reminds reminds me of them Aki game, the Aki engine from WCW versus the World, WCW Revenge. <laughs> No yeah. mercy. See, I don't think uh, Ricochet is incredible. Uh, I've had Ricochet on the show before. He's he's a very nice guy, all all around awesome dude, and I love watching him in the ring. But he doesn't have a strong character. Uh, Champa, that's a good one. Champa, certainly. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with Champa. The only too small uh, to to be on the main roster, but he's a heel though, and so his characters. See, back in the day, you know, faces or heels were uh, by you know characters. You know, what I mean, like the 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 power and the the impact of their characters. And right now, Tommaso Ciampa is n- hands down uh, the best heel in all of WWE right now. So. Um, if they bring Ciampa up, it would be because he's a really, really, really good heel. Um, so, <clears throat> GHP, yep, I think Ciampa would work great in a few with someone like Seth. I think that's a fantastic point uh, because Seth is probably one of the best just kind of workhorse type of steamboat faces right now um, that they haven't had in quite some time, and Seth is filling that steamboat Steamboat style role as a baby face. And I think, you know, wrestling is about a, a really bad heel putting over a really a really good heel who's a bad guy putting over a really good baby face who's a good guy. That's what wrestling's all about. So all this in the middle stuff that just kills wrestling because it's like you're not really putting someone over. It's like the match on on Takeover, Only Lorcan and uh, Danny Burch against the Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era is like the modern day cool kids of the WWE. 
they're not healed. Mm-hmm. Like they try to do, they try to do heal stuff, but they're not effective as heels. First of all, their music is the best music in the entire WWE. And second yeah. of all, Kenny Kyle O'Reilly comes out like old school WWE Hulk Hogan playing the playing his belt like a guitar when he comes out to the amazing music. And then third of all, you have the whole crowd chanting Adam Cole, baby. And a poor grown man and he's with the cool kids of the WWE. So I don't see any healness about Undisputed Era. I think this is what I think the Undisputed Era should do because, first of all, they're not heels. They try to be heels, but they're people like they're them because of the mentioned. What they should do is um, the three members of Undisputed Era, which is uh, which would be Kenny, Kyler O'Reilly, uh, Bobby Fish, and uh, Roderick Strong. I think that they should turn on Adam Cole. I think that um, Adam Cole. Uh, you know, he's the face. They love him. Um, and I think that they would get, I think without Cole, uh, Undisputed Era would get booed. Uh, but with Cole, they're getting cheered because Cole brings the cool kid factor in Undisputed Era. So if if the Undisputed Era turn on Adam Cole, first of all, that would make Adam Cole like the biggest baby face other than Johnny Gargano in the WWE and, and, uh, and NXT. And that would make Undisputed Era some really, really good heels um, because they have the potential. When 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 Fish and, o- and O'Reilly was in ROH's Red Dragon, they did fan they they were fantastic heels. They were getting booed. They were they were really really good. And Roderick Strong, when he was with the uh, with Truth, Mar- Truth Martini, the House of Truth, he was getting some really good heat too. So they have potential to get really good yeah. heat. But they're with Adam Cole, so kind of makes it very hard. If they just go ahead and let Adam Cole be a baby face and, and let the other three turn on him. See, here's the thing. I would mm-hmm. even do this. If they want the Undisputed Era to be a, a, a four-man group, um, and this is one of the headlines, too. We'll go into this one real quick. Uh, Mike Kanellis, he tweeted that he wouldn't mind going to NXT just to get some airtime because he's, he's gotten into a really good tape. The last time we saw him, he was, you know, he was struggling with addictions, and his his body was not good at all. Yeah, he's really he's got into some really good shape, and the WWE just won't give him any time. And so I think, I to me, here's here's what I would do: I would have um, uh, O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong turn on Cole, and if they want. uh, if they want Undisputed Era to be a four-man group, put Mike and have them be managed by Maria. And, and I think that would be really, really cool because uh, it seems like the theme of uh, the Undisputed Era is they were all ROH guys. And Mike Kanellis is a former ROH guy. He had his own faction, the kingdom. So if it's a matter of being Former ROH guys, Mike Kanellis would fit right into that group as a heel 
feuding against Adam Cole. So I think that that would be great. Uh, where's AMP on Raw? Um, they're on main events. Uh, so so the as uh, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson would say, the rumor and innuendo is that um, uh, they're keeping um, this. The rumor and innuendo is that they're keeping ALP off of Raw because Ziggler and McIntyre is like the dominant tag team. However, they might bring them on based on what happened uh, on Raw with uh, Ziggler winning a single title. So, and then Sanity debuted on on SmackDown tonight, which is just really odd. I mean, just really odd. Yeah, that's kind of called a random DLC yeah, on a random SmackDown attacking the Usos. This is really weird. Um, uh. What are your thoughts on WWE still pushing Roman Reigns? I'm a fan of it. We have no choice. Huge. Uh, we have no choice. Uh, we have no choice. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, you know. Listen, that, Roman Reigns can go. Did, did you love it? Did you love it at Money in the Bank? How the fans continue to hijack and sabotage Roman Reigns matches. Yeah. And and you know it's so funny because um, <laughs> I thought about you. The, the I texted you right when I said, "Oh wow!" Yeah. <laughs> the next day uh, in Grand Rapids, it was so funny when uh, uh, during this tag match with with Lashley, Roman Reigns comes out. He gets booed during the whole thing, and so when he does the Superman punches, enormous cheers, and it, it, like the same crowd. Cheers him when he does the Superman punches, and it's 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 really people don't know people can't make up their mind when it comes to Roman Reigns. Um, let's see other questions here. Yeah, I don't right, <laughs> right. I agree with it. Uh, it is you know the thing is I don't I don't agree. I, I I don't agree. I don't agree with people saying it's not working. I don't agree at all. I I think that I think that the, the I think the fans. Want um, f- fans want Roman Reigns to not succeed because he's not their guy. I mean, that's the simple. I've, I've written so many articles about Roman Reigns, and the bottom line is the the you know the 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 small the the, the portion of WWE fans who are marks regarding Roman Reigns, he's not their guy. He and and because of that, they they're going to boo him because he's not their guy. Nothing about Roman Reigns because he's he's put together. He had a four star match, and this is based on Meltzer's ratings. He had a four star match at Expos a few years ago against the Big Show, ladies and gentlemen. A last man standing match against the Big Show, four stars, and it's like, uh, you know, you you can't. <laughs> there's the much respect to the Big Show. He's a legend, shoe Hall of Famer, 100%. But there's not many people forever. who can have four years. The, the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the last five-star, I, I can name one, tell you now, the last five-star match is Big Show had. Norman Reigns, he had that great stretcher match against Baby Brock. He had that good match with Sheamus. Remember, they hit the feet on SmackDown over the, the, uh, the bro kick and the knockout punch. That's about it. Yep. 
That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's really it. Alexander says he's not awful, but WWE needs to stop and give someone else a shot. See here, and that's my issue as well. Roman Reigns has not held a world title in over two years. He's mainly been at four WrestleManias and lost half of those. So it's like, yeah, Roman Reigns is the guy, but people aren't giving him the benefit of the doubt of the fact that he's not getting pushed as much as people are are, are him to be. He's not, he's not won a title in two over two years. His last. Roman. World title matches when Seth Rollins beat him uh, at Money in the Bank, and the same night that uh, Dean Ambrose cast in. So that, that was two years ago. And so Roman, you know, you Roman Reigns, not much you had to fight your boy Maharaja Ginger Juice. That is not a big push. It's a filler. Exactly. So how was the WWE and Roman Reigns? And he, he, he is going against gender all, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Are we understanding that? Journey. Are we understanding the fact that we're saying WWE needs to let Roman go? WWE is booking Roman Reigns in a mid-card match against gender. <laughs> Claims and listens to the fans, but the fans continuously boo him. But here's the here's the funny thing about Roman Reigns. Go to any website, and listen, I've been a journalist for quite some time, and I've written for many web- websites, and you go to any website, and the biggest amount of comments and the biggest amount of views every single time goes to Roman Reigns' <clears throat> for the people all interaction that he was a full time I mean, it's like her life of one type of Yeah, they're very because he's the question. Gina versus our love CHP. You guys, I'm gonna give Jerry. I'm gonna give Jerry the 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 cred for that because because GHP said Capital Combat. That's an old school WCW pay per view. It's old school. Yep. Punishment. Yeah, this, capital punishment. And, and, and it's the only time in wrestling history someone has been knocked out cold by a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A water bottle. Yep. Do you remember that? 
And it wasn't frozen. Yeah. It was room temperature. That, that yeah, I'm a fan of R-Truth. Jason Smith's three. I was yeah, there. I'm an, I'm an R-Truth fan. That was his only main event. Uh, well, he main evented the tag match with Miz against uh, Cena and the Rock at Survivor Series, but that was his only world title. Um, yeah. Yes, Evan, the co-host, uh, uh, Mo is asking you, uh, I think you're on the chat line. Uh, he's asking you if you went to Capital Punishment because you're from Baltimore. So. Yes, I was there. Um, and P- yes, and was, uh, P.S. Was that was bad. That was bad. It, yeah. it, it was, uh, it, it, apparently it had a little more excitement than, uh, WrestleMania 27 when I was there in Georgia. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> 27 was, uh, 27 oh, was, was, that was, <laughs> it was tough. Uh, I'm at the first one of the worst WrestleMania Yeah. Uh, uh I think probably the worst. I, I think I probably have to go with the trend and say the WrestleMania Nine Caesar's Palace is probably the worst. Um, LT and Bam Bam. That was uh, that was what eleven. Um, it was eleven. Yep. Was that that was eleven? One LT and Bam Bam. Yes, it was. Um, it was. Michael and Diesel. Yeah. I only say eleven only because. And I'm being I'm being prejudiced. I'm being being uh, prejudiced. I say eleven because when I think of WrestleMania nine, I always think back to the uh head shrinkers tag match with uh was it the Rockers or was uh Shawn Michaels, whatever it was. Shawn Michaels got mm-hmm. backdropped out of the camera angle. The opening match. It was one of my favorite <laughs> moments. He really got backdropped out of the camera angle. Most of them part of WrestleMania nine. And your boy Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think CM Punk will ever return to pro wrestling? Yeah, he will. Um, yeah, I do. I do think he, he will. WWE probably not. Um, pro wrestling certainly. I think uh, he's bitter toward wrestling right now, and um, he's unhappy. Also, you know, he's. You know, it's an unhappy spot for him right now. But, um, you know, <laughs> once, once, once he realized, once he realized that MMA is not his cup of tea, <laughs> he'll, he'll he'll go back to wrestling. I'm not a punk god by any stretch, and I've, I, I've, I've said that times here on the show in the past six years. I am not a CM Punk guy at all. Uh, but he is a cash cow. He, he's, he's marketable. If you link him up with New Japan and their expansion to the states, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega is absolute. It's it's an absolute oh, money match to me. I, I mean, it's, uh, people, I will, people. I will be more. I know. I, I will be more excited to see the return of a holographic Jack Tunney. You see a holographic Nick Bob went to a commission in a red jacket. Linda McMahon. <laughs> Linda McMahon. Bob Geigel. And now the WrestleMania thing. Yes, I said Bob Geigel. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'd rather see Eric Angle come back Bob. and do that double. Yes. I'd rather see. Um... David Crockett come back and uh and, and co-host with Tony Schiavone 
at the on the NWA World Championship Wrestling episodes. <laughs> David Crockett was. Uh, I would like. I would love to bring him on the show. He wasn't. He wasn't. A, he wasn't a very. Yes, he had. They, they, from what I was told from inside, he was so. Voila. Back on. Back, back, back. That's awesome. Uh, so Enzo's rap song, uh, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, he's, Bobby was the heel, so, I mean, you know, Bobby was the baby face. If they're going to do with the, if they're going to do the whole glorious thing, um, keep him a baby face. So why turn him heel? Uh, no, I'm not going to edit this show. No, absolutely not. This is what you're going to see on the podcast. This is what, this is the point. This is why I have the show live. Because out of every 100 weeks, 99 weeks are just smooth and perfect. And in that one week, you get the fact that uh, there's all types of – you get bit by the bug. You know, even the the biggest of of biggest podcasts go through it. And so you're going to get this. I'm not editing anything. So (laughs) you are – this will be on YouTube. This will be on the audio. so this is uh, live and living color, authentic. Yeah. This is what you're gonna get. So <laughs> no, no, no editing. Uh, yes, no editing this show. Yes, I agree, GHP. No editing. No nope, editing. Not at all. Um, <laughs> this is that's that's the fun of that's the fun of being live. Uh, so yeah, Enzo's Enzo's rap song was not good. Um, them belts what behind you? you. Yes. So, so right here I have the uh, the Attitude Era WWE title. Uh, I have the big gold belt here, and I have the current WWE title there. There we go. And of course, all of the every single year of WrestleMania, every logo of the WrestleMania is the well, wallpaper a, that I created. You, you need to have my replica. I have the replica IWGP. The IWGP. Yeah, I probably wouldn't put that back there just because it's a WWE deal. But uh, I love the IWGP belt. So it's a question for the chat room. It's a question for the chat room. What um, rap song was worse? Enzo's rap song, or was it Conan and Rey Mysterio's Wild Wild Wild? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, should, I think you should ask Be a man, Hogan. Yeah, yeah, did a Hogan. Yeah, leverage. Uh, be a man, Hogan. Yeah. Uh, so let's address these questions here. Chris, what do you? Jerry's asking. When do you think Rey Mysterio's returning to WWE? Uh, they're working on a your deal right now. So um uh looks like it would be probably schedule. in the fall. Yeah, so that better Which, be a limited schedule. Here's my, six surgeries on his personal, here's my personal opinion on this. I think Rey Mysterio without WWE is more popular than Rey Mysterio with WWE. Right now at least because um because Right now, he's got. I mean, he's got the. He was in New Japan. 
you know, he's, of course, with the with AAA, CMLL. And so he's doing some really, really things outside. He looks and he's being treated as more as, as, more as a star. Because the thing is, WWE is going to bring Mysterio in and he, they're not going to use him as a top guy. I don't see them using him as a top guy. Because if we, if we remember, <laughs> if we remember, Rey Mysterio was teaming up with Sin Cara before he left, before. You know, you know, uh, prior to his, uh, you know, his, his last release, he was teaming up with Sin Cara. So yeah, they didn't really treat him that well when before he left. So, all right. So before we get to the flavor of the week, let's um, let's see. We talked about Mike and Nellis, Joe Rogan. We talked about CM Punk. Joe Rogan doesn't feel like he has any physical talent. So we um, we we talked about that. Uh, full time, you know. It'll be a full-time deal as far as I know. Um, he's had six surgeries on his left knee. It's a common here. Uh, any more releases coming in the future? No, they, they used to have their spring, spring cleaning, but uh, WWE is holding off on that because they, that, um, they're, they're realizing that the indie market and New Japan and things like that, uh, they can Little certainly – Making no, more money they than can them. certainly people uh, in, so they're they're holding off. They hold off on that. Um, not much to say about Money in the Bank, really, uh, other than um, just uh, Alexa Bliss's cashing was good. I think I caught it on the time on Twitter. We talked about Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman didn't need the cat. He didn't need the, the 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 case. He didn't. I don't. I don't know why they did that. Um, you know Raw, why. You know what he did it. Here's a here's a problem with with that man. WWE man, they need to they better, they better watch out because you know Strowman's starting to. Move. I like Strowman. I like Strowman, but they're starting to like push him to the moon. So, uh, like they're like they're overdoing it. Like that's that's the, that's the issue that I'm seeing now. Like let it be all yeah, but they're just kind of. People hate me for this. The women's money in the bank was, was not that spectacular. Uh, it was okay. Alexa Bliss cashing it was great. Uh, Ellsworth coming back. What are they doing with Oscar? I mean, come on. It's watching uh, Ellsworth come back. Oh. Ellsworth coming back, fine. I, I knew he was coming back for a couple of weeks. You could have did it the way it was a DQ where you know, something. But that for Oscar to leave in the show, it okay, we were there live. That makes sense. But for her to leave the Bella, I mean, come on, man, come on, my side, really? Yeah. To that kick? Makes no come sense. Come on, man. I, I, was, I was not a fan of that was, whatsoever. I don't even care if Ellsworth was a part of it. Losing it, it, to it, Carmella, it, I mean, come on now. Just, it's, uh, you, you don't be – how do you go – from almost breaking Nia Jax's arm. And shout out to Ronda Rousey, who's like my favorite right now. Awesome, awesome job. Man, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey continues to impress me. Forget Mella is money. Rousey is money. Yeah, she is. She, man. Her face, she's so so expressive of her face. Like, one minute, moment. She kind of has a weird face. Like, most guys, you know, it's the chick. She kind of cute. Then, in like one shade of light, she's not. 
that's Ronda. Like she's kind of cute <laughs> for a second, then we should get that scarf. Like, uh, that that's the holiday night. I mean, the Elias style, himself would be great. The style, hey, it's, yeah. Elias himself would be great. Uh, Ronda Rousey against Nia was great. Alexa Bliss cashing in made sense. That was pretty much it. Stroman winning the money to bank. Well, we didn't need it. Why didn't you give it to Joe? Why didn't you give it to Bobby Roode? Why didn't you give it to even Owens? It's like Kofi comes out. Kofi comes out. Have, like, here's the thing. Here, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, uh, we got before time. Sure. Uh, Rusev won the uh, the match uh, on SmackDown, so we'll just kind of merge Raw and SmackDown as well. Rusev won the the match, the Gauntlet match on SmackDown. Why didn't he just win the Money in the Bank? Like I just, I, I think I think Rusev would have been a better right. choice to win yeah. the Money in the Bank than than Strowman was. Strowman doesn't, Strowman doesn't need, need it. to win. He doesn't need it. I just, I just didn't. Make, it didn't make sense to me. And and even and right now it just seems like Rusev they're just going to have him win. They they had him win just a just a kind of filler. I mean it just doesn't seem it seems like they're doing Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. From what I've heard from my sources, um, they actually haven't. I mean here's okay. So Mella's actually annoying people, and I like that. I agree. I think I think Carmella is an amazing heel. But I think that she has a lot of work to do, and I think that uh, defeating Oscar after all of that time, you know, as, as marketing she, that undefeated streak, it's a bad call. But um, she flew it in the ring. She she botches too much. Her her, her, yeah, her stuff she, doesn't connect. No. She's not. She's green. And I mean, granted, I mean, she 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 has the look. The character of her in ring work is just not good. Yeah. It's much to be desired, that's for sure. Um, someone's asking, do uh, I like the fact that Jeff Hardy's coming back to the paint? Looks like uh, so. Okay, so look, based on my sources, what I've heard is uh, uh, they they kept the belt on AJ to promote the whole 2K19 thing. So I I wish that would have been on Nakamura, but because 2K19 marketing, it looks like Nakamura and Jeff Hardy's going to feud now. Um, Nakamura should have won the world title. Um, but they're, they're I'm okay with them, the I'm, I'm okay with them winning the, him winning the U.S. title, feuding with Jeff Hardy. Because to be honest with you, yeah. as much as I like Jeff Hardy, he's done nothing with that U.S. title since he's won it. So, I'm sorry. And the chat probably agrees. Shout out to GHP and PS3 Jason. You said your name back on purpose. PS3 Jason. I keep forgetting, oh, AJ Styles is champ. Like, can we get AJ Styles being back the prominent face of SmackDown instead of Daniel Bryan main event every week? Is just all crap. Yep. AJ Styles is champ. It, 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 you keep it, I, I agree on solely because of marketing. AJ is on the cover of WWE, and they got to have him as the champ for marketing purposes. It makes sense. Realize mm-hmm. how much technically TNA has kind of infiltrated and won. You got AJ Styles on the cover TNA. You got Joe. You got uh, you got uh, Robert uh, Robert Roode. I'm going way back in the day. So I'm like, you knock them all against Jeff Hardy's for AJ. It's like, who's AJ going to feud with now? Well, now it's Rusev, but I don't. I definitely don't think I, I, Rusev is just a filler for now. I mean, they're just. I, I definitely don't see Rusev winning the oh, championship. If I, if I uh, Styles against Joe. Styles against Joe. Multi. 
Multi Apples is saying, uh, who do you think will take the belt off of AJ and win? Um, Joe SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think they'll give Joe that big moment on SummerSlam. Um, however, they did protect Joe on SmackDown by having him lose by countout. So, think about it. Hmm. Why not have Joe win it? Because it's not like it's going to main event SmackDown. It's always going to be Reigns and Brock. So why not have Joe be all the crap out of AJ mm-hmm. the title? I, can that. I think we'll see DB, Miz, Joe, AJ. I don't see WWE giving Joe that rub. Um, but like they I said, it did Kali. protect him. They did protect them. Hmm. They gave it to Kyrie. Why not Joe? Let's see. Well, it's a whole different story. Kyrie was just marketing. Um, oh, he did more for India than uh, Maharaja. I can take I, if if anybody on the current roster, I can see Joe, but I, I don't I don't see WWE giving him the rub at SummerSlam. But if anybody, I can see Joe. All right, let's let's whisk through uh, the Raw and SmackDown real quick. Probably like five minutes before we get to the fight of the week. Um, all right, so Raw we had uh, Kurt Angle uh, coming out with Constable Corbin. Uh, let's see, we had. Uh, Raw, we had uh, Kurt Angle. Okay, so the whole Bliss thing, the whole Ronda Rousey thing, which yeah. is amazing. Was um, hey, thanks, King. Been looking for a while. Really respect you, bro. I appreciate that very much, man. Absolutely. Orton uh, is injured. Uh, he is injured. That's where Orton is. Orton is home sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, the, the no, Angle thing, the, the, the thing. That was a fantastic opening to to uh, yeah. to Raw. That was that was incredible. Kind of went downhill from there, to be honest with you. Um, Rollins losing against Ziggler was odd. Ziggler, I mean, Ziggler, Ziggler can go. Ziggler can go. That's that. There's no uh, debate to that. Not, unfortunately, he's just a buzzkill when he when he becomes champ. I mean, I just. It has been like that for quite some time. It seems like they're having, they're putting it on Ziggler. It seems like they want Rollins to be a part of that, that that multi-person number one contenders match at Extreme Rules. Um, oh. I like Seth Rollins in this Intercontinental Title. He needs to be changed. Really like right. He needs to be changed. Really like him in the Steamboat style baby face right. role for the Intercontinental Championship. He's, Maybe, to me, he's elevated the Intercontinental Championship like crazy. I don't see I don't see Ziggler elevating the title. I just think he'll just hold it. I don't see him elevating it. Yeah, it's just... Well, shout out to Rollins Diaz, who said, is Ziggler supposed to be the Sean? That's a good question. That's the one that I think Ziggler's great. To me, he's too much of a Shawn Michaels Mark II pants, boots, super kick. Why are they already doing the super kick? Like Ziggler is great in the ring, he can go, but it's it's too oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> you just, um, it's too uh, much. So let's, let's let's get through the, this here. I think the B team uh, thing was uh, funny. They're mocking. Um, 
Riot Squad, Bailey and Sasha Banks. I mean, they're dragging us way go. too far. Can we can we let it's this go? Getting, it's getting boring. Like this whole they, they, them the they've dragged this whole thing way too much. Can, um, can Sasha Banks shave her hair bald? She, I think she needs a whole makeup. We get it. Your hair went from red to purple and whatever it is now. Go bald. You need a whole makeup. You can still be the boss. Cut your hair. Change your entire daily. Stop with that, that hug stuff. Make it where she doesn't hug anybody. Where Mr. Yuck comes out. Make it, it, it's like it's getting old. Something new, especially with the yeah, women. That's, that's, that's her stick, though. So I, I understand that's her that's her deal. I mean, but they, they just – Bailey was so over in NXT. I mean, they just – they ruined Bailey. I mean, like, they just – uh, I think that's the flavor of the week coming up. She just, looks weird uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. call-ups that WWE just poorly booked. Uh, Bailey was foolproof, like super baby face, super over in NXT, and then main roster, they just ruined her. Um, all right, so we, we, the, the main event was uh, odd. Uh, Constable Corbin in the vest. Yeah. Um, that was odd. Oh, uh, SmackDown was uh, was good mostly. I'm glad that Becky Lynch is getting some love. Um, Sanity came out, uh, attacked the Usos. Uh, Daniel Bryan, um, we'll see. Like who who will be teaming up with Daniel Bryan? It looks like they're going the whole tag team route with Daniel Bryan. Who in the heck will they make his partner? Based on Chatman, what do y'all think? Um, who's going to be yeah. Daniel? Ryan's partner to feud against the Bludgeon Brothers. Someone saying Kane. Oh, man. <laughs> Frank- <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. You know what? You know what funny? If, if they made that a running joke where every week Daniel Bryan, you can bring back old legends the way you would have them tag team with uh, Randy oh, Legends no, every week to please. go against the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> like, uh, as a matter of fact. People saying what, Shelton what, Benjamin. What is, what, is, okay. what is that with the bar? Like, it was so hot. It's, it's like Becky Lynch got demoted. Now she's back. Like, she was in the doghouse. She's back. Now you got the bar. It was hot. It was in the doghouse. Yeah. You, you can't have it. with not. Yeah, they're just not being a. They just not. Yeah, they're just like the ALP of SmackDown now. So it's like just not not being shown, which doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, you the bar is amazing as a tag team. You just they they still tweet a lot. They were like um, uh, part of. Uh, they were tweeting something about soccer. So I, I feel like I feel like it's a it's a lot of people in in SmackDown and Raw like. That is just like in purgatory loss. What is the bar doing? What what are the what is yeah. New Day doing? Is being there? What is Lashley? Ross Lashley. That's his new name. Ross Lashley. We're just gonna throw you in a random down. Oh, I think they're trying to do something with Lashley. I think they're trying to do something with Lashley. Not connecting. You know, I, 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 Sammy Zayn, I think the, I know they're trying to get some. They're trying to get some stuff with Lashley. Uh, they're trying to, and he's getting. He's starting to get some pops too. But we got we got a row though. Uh, our truth oh, yeah. fussy that on there. That's funny. Uh, here's the next question: uh, Who did Kevin Thorne portray during his former gimmick WWE? That's the next question. There. What do I think about the Iconics? Um, 
They should have stayed in NXT, honestly. I think they were really good in NXT, but not good at all. Awesome. All right, so let's get into the flavor of the week real quick, and uh, we'll be back. Um, we're going to talk about Big Man, uh, famous uh, failed pushes. We have a few minutes to talk about that. So, chat room, if uh, you can think of people, if you can think of anyone um, that had failed uh, Big Man pushes in the WWE, uh, go ahead and uh, let me know your thoughts on that. So, without further ado, uh, let's get into the flavor of the week. We'll be right back. Dummy, dummy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it dummy, is now yeah. time for the flavor of the week. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Uh, what do y'all think, Dian Gonzalez? Mordecai, Mordecai, Cass, yes. Uh, Diamond's out there. Oh, Nick, no. Nick, 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 um, uh, tag match at, at, at WrestleMania. I'm so glad they took them away. They took them away. I want to thank Festus, Heidenreich. Um, Callis is doing right now, for sure. Uh, executive Vice President, President of, uh, of uh, Impact and, and uh, commentating for New Japan. So we don't fantastic That true commission takes care of um, Fred Circle, Sanchano, Harrigan, end up with big, they probably thought he would. Nails, Jason Neville, DHT Bachelor Booker. Kali uh, was definitely on my list. Um, so no one remembers Jackson Andrews. I guess that's the point. Remember who he was. The pirate wrestler? You're talking about uh, Paul Burchill? He wasn't really a big guy. He go. He was really good at ring. The gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, Jackson Andrews. He was bodyguard. You remember? Okay, I Tyler. Um, he was the bodyguard of uh, of uh, Tyson Kidd. I keep the date both of them. I got one. Uh, Ice train. Ice train. Yeah, that was. Uh, Kali was, you know, he was world champ, but his 
fifth Eastern Michigan was my fault. Uh, that was that bomb. Uh, they they uh, they bombed. Uh, uh, and it's Mike Knox as well. Remember Mike Knox? That was that was. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Hughes. I see Mr. Hughes on here. And the WCW, he was really good. Uh, WWE, not. I actually talked to Mr. Hughes uh, during WrestleMania weekend. Please get that. Uh, yeah. Craig, Craig, Pittman. Um, Eli Cottonwood. Oh goodness. <laughs> Eli oh, Cottonwood. I remember him in NXT. His promo in NXT was uh, that was terrible. Oh, that's a good one. Square Circle. Bam Neely. I like Bam Neely. He was a part of the Familia. Um, I liked him. Um, but yeah, they didn't do. One Man Gang, uh, Brandon says, uh, I disagree with that. Akeem, yes, I do agree with that. Yeah, they didn't do Akeem as well. Um, hey, Seuss. Uh, hey, yeah, that's a good one. Um, they didn't do, they didn't, yes, I do. Oh, uh, Brandon. Sergeant Craig Pittman, he wasn't really a big guy. I mean, he's, you know, he was a big guy. Brodus Clay, yeah. Wait, yeah, I got, I got one for you. We're going way back. Big Swole. Oh, okay. No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, overall. Oh, uh, uh, no, uh, no uh, Limit Soldiers. No <laughs> Limit Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Luther Reigns. <laughs> uh, had a lot of potential. He looked, he looked like a million bucks. Oh, Ryan Armstrong, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Alright, let's see now. What's that, Matt Fork? Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, Matt Morgan's a buddy of the show, and he's always fun. Uh, oh, no. I think maybe you guys are going to go to on, on the on, on the podcast. Does he think he his big question is with me? He did the L five, remember? Uh yeah. Alright ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. So much fun as always. You guys are so amazing and so fun and it's always it's always one of my favorite times of the week is to have fun interacting with you all. Wrestling in YouTube uh, actually, uh, and also subscribe to Pancakes uh, Power Slam iTunes page. Give us a positive review there. Brian filming interview we had tonight. And just, uh, you know, continue to support the show. And we appreciate you all. So much fun. So, episode 325 for all of the listeners for all the supporters of the show on behalf of Evan Tech Proud enjoy your week yeah. ladies and gentlemen God bless and always honor. remember I do it for you